everybody and welcome back to the Out to Be podcast. I am recording this up in Vermont. Um, for those of you who don't know, I'm actually from New York and so we drove up with my family to Vermont for a little New Year's trip and I'm sitting in my room right now recording this on my iPhone after I just sat down for about a, an hour, 30 minutes to an hour to really dive deep into reviewing my 2019 and setting my 2020 intentions and affirmations. So I wanted to have this podcast be all about the new year. Happy freaking new year. It's officially 2020. We have entered a new decade. It feels so crazy that we are here in 2020 and I'm really excited. And I have to say that a lot happened in this decade and certainly a lot happened in this past year. So Again, I want to, on this episode, share with you the intention setting process that I went through just now as we go into 2020. So I have been, of course, following a lot of people in the personal development world and whatnot for years now. And a few people that I've looked up to as I've created my practice for intention setting in the new year is Rachel Brayton, um, also known as Yoga Girl. She has a few great podcasts on setting intentions and Christine Hassler has a great meditation on them. So you guys are more than welcome to check those out as well if you want a little bit more. But I've created my own sort of ceremony based on these things and the, the things that I've done in the past and things I've learned. And I'm excited to share that with you because I do think that it's helpful and important to just set intentions and decide how you want to show up in the new year and have something that you can have grounding you really, like have an affirmation that grounds you into the new year that you can say, you can repeat to yourself and remind yourself of when things do get hard or when you have questions or when you're not sure. So what I just did, so I actually started something new this year that I hadn't done and if you hear noise, that's actually me flipping through my notebook because I'm going to walk you guys through it right now. Um, but I did something that Rachel Brayton actually shared that she does and I decided to do it this year, which was doing a 2019 at a glance before I jumped right into the 2020 intention setting. And I really enjoyed this process. So what I did basically was just like took a page of my notebook, took my pen and I wrote super simple one sentence for each month. So in January, this is what I did. And I loved this process because I thought it was such a nice recap on the year. I don't know about you guys, but 2020 was really amazing for me and also hard. (laughs) And it also kind of sucked. So there was a lot to look back on. And I think that oftentimes, you know, when we are looking back on a year, it's easy to be like, oh, it was a dumpster fire, or oh, this really terrible thing happened, and it it was just so terrible, but we don't want the good to get lost in the bad, so I found this exercise really, really impactful for me, and just reflecting a little bit on what I learned this year, what happened, what I did, so what I first did was just opened up a new page and did 2019 at glance, so I literally wrote out in January, I took a risk, and I invested in myself, I quit my job, And I prepared to transition to my business. In February, I started my business and I I started my part-time job and I celebrated by going skiing in New Hampshire. And I just went down and I, you know, wrote all of these things out. Getting my first client when my grandfather died, learning more about my health and all of where I traveled. I went to Florida, I went to Costa Rica, I went to LA, I went to New Hampshire. I'm in Vermont right now. So really just 
writing all of these things, getting a clear look and giving a little bit of a recap of all of the amazing things and all of the not so amazing things, but still impactful things that 2019 brought. And then I journaled around some more specific areas. So I journaled a little bit around home life and the business life and health as well as mental health. So I journaled around these four specific areas and I just kind of freehanded. So this is something you can do as well. After you do your 2019 at a glance, going through all of the things that you went just on a basic level, the places you went, the things you did, some major wins or major impactful things that happened in 2019 and then going a little bit deeper what happened in your personal life what did you learn what went well what was hard and this pertains to you know friends family things like that then what about your career how about your music career how are you feeling how did that go what were some major wins or gigs or releases or things like that take a moment to really reflect on those and i i recommend just getting a pen and freehand journaling and write whatever comes to mind about what you accomplished this year and what you learned and some wins and losses in each of these areas. Then focusing on health. This is a big one for me especially because 2019 was a year where I really, really took control of my own health. I feel for so many years I haven't been feeling the way I want to feel. I know that I could feel so much better and I could feel like I have life without having to be on a million different allergy medicines and things like that. So I took the time to invest in myself, invest in my health, to dig deeper, to really get to know my body and take actual functional medicine tests and work with a practitioner and take supplements and do protocols and experiment. And it was hard and I cried a lot and I felt like shit a lot and I had trouble breathing and I had flare-ups and I had good days and I felt better and I felt worse and it was intense but I had the opportunity to reflect on this and really just recognize that throughout the the whole process I've been able to deepen my intuition so much more and, and realize that I could I learned to trust myself and you know despite all of the doctors that were sassy or didn't trust me or told me I was crazy passive aggressively told me I was crazy you know no one really tells you you're crazy up front (laughs) but I made it through and I trusted myself and I got answers and I moved forward slowly but surely so that was something really interesting to reflect on for me and then I moved on to the mental health world and personal development just reflecting on the changes I've made, how I've kind of stepped into a spiritual practice, what that means for me, and things I've learned from that. So I think it's super interesting and super helpful to do this recap of 2019 before you step into 2020. I know for me it was especially helpful because I noticed that when I summed 2019 up in a sentence, so I really recommend you guys do this exercise. Start again by just kind of going month to month, diving deeper then into the categories of home, of uh, business, of body and health, and of mental health and personal development. Journaling on those. And then maybe you can sum it up in a sentence. And again, this is something that I adapted from what uh, Rachel Brayton of Yoga Girl did this year and I just it was something new for me this reflection on 2019 but I wanted to share it with you guys because this was the most fun part for me actually and when I summed up 2019 in a sentence I wrote in 2019 I learned to not let other people's fear control me 
and I learned to trust myself. So this was really, really big for me because I did some major things in this year, major changes. I quit my full-time job to start my business and went part-time. And then I quit my part-time job to go full-time in my business, both of which were really risky moves in terms of, you know, my family life, my parents, they've owned their own small business before. And I think when they (laughs) heard I was going to do this now, you know, they think it's great. And ultimately, of course, they trust me and, you know, they empower me to do what I want to do. But as a parent or as like a sibling or a friend of someone who, when you just want the best for someone, often people will project their own fears onto you. And so that was certainly happening in my life where friends and family members and people close to me were, they were afraid for me and they wanted to protect me. So they, of course, were a little bit worried, you know, we don't want anything bad to happen. We don't want you to run out of money or for your business to fail or for you to just abandon like a full-time stable income and things like that. But the thing is that I was never afraid. I I mean, you know, of course, yeah, it's ballsy and I knew I was stepping into something a little bit wild and taking a risk and there's that sort of fear, but I wasn't afraid like they were afraid. I trusted myself. I knew I could do it. I knew I was ready and I wasn't scared, but sometimes their fear would get to me and their fear would make me question myself and their fear and their judgment would make me upset and confused and worried even though deep down those were not my feelings. And so eventually, I about halfway through the year when I was really contemplating leaving my part-time job, I came to this realization of, I don't need them to be afraid for me. I can be afraid for myself and I'm not afraid. And so that was a huge, huge revelation for me. And ultimately it led to me quitting my part-time job and going full-time in my business, something that I definitely do not regret, even though it might be hard and challenging and I'm learning a lot and I'm doing a lot, but of course I don't regret it. And then the other part of this too, which, which is where doing this reflection really came in handy because I was able to connect the dots here and find this theme. Like I knew that that was a theme in my business, but I really recognized that this was a theme overall for the year because it happened with my health too. (laughs) It happened totally with my health. And both of those things played into my mental health and played into my personal life and my home life, of course. So with my health, I started the more unconventional journey of going into natural and holistic health back in like June of 2018. So it's not super new in terms of 2019, but Back in 2018, I was doing more just guessing, guesswork. And in 2019, I really kind of took a stand and I took five functional medicine tests. I really invested a lot of time and energy and money into my health. I took lab tests so that I could get answers. I worked with a functional or an integrative health practitioner to go on supplements that were right for me and do protocols that I needed to do in order to like clear things out of my body. And it was a lot. And the thing with natural health is that some people don't really get it. And again, other people's fear and other people's judgments and their own beliefs were something that they would tell me and project onto me. And, you know, for a while it was really hard because I didn't want to 
not be able to talk about this with friends or family. And I didn't want to seem like the odd one out or the crazy person, right? But eventually I just had to learn that that's on them. If they are too afraid to learn more about their self or if they have this belief or if they are afraid for me because I'm going this way and it's kind of like more unknown, right? Into the unknown. Just a little frozen for you in case you guys have, haven't seen it or just like wanted a little taste. So <laughs> that's what it feels like. And that was just another area where I really learned not to let other people's fears or judgments control me and to trust myself because I had to trust myself so intensely during this process. I had to really use my intuition to figure out what what doctors I trust, what doctors I want to continue working with, what supplements make me feel good, how do I how does this environment or this food make me feel and really getting in touch with my body and also really really just going with my gut as to what I feel that I need to do next. I have, you know, I, while I do a lot of um, natural medicine and functional medicine work, I, of course, go to regular doctors. And I've over the past year, I've worked with specialists, including an allergist and a pulmonologist. And I even went to an endocrinologist um, earlier in December of 2019 and I had expressed to her that I wanted to get some more information. Now, at this time, I had actually already sent in a functional medicine test to look into my hormones. But I had expressed to her what was going on. And at the time, I came in really frazzled because I really just had not been feeling well. And I was so low energy and I just felt so off. And she told me that I should consider meditating. And I was like, okay. And I just knew in my gut, like, you're not listening to me. Something is wrong here. And then, of course, a couple days ago, I finally had the call with my natural doctor and we went over the results. And yeah, things are not great. I have some imbalances with estrogen and DHEA and I have adrenal fatigue and my cortisol levels are all messed up. And so there is stuff there that I have to fix. And I knew deep down that there was. I knew deep down that there was. And so for me, it's this lesson is so important and something I want to share with you because if I had just let that doctor brush me off and said, well, she, she knows best, so that's what she thinks, I guess I'm crazy and I guess that I'm wrong, then I might not have really dug deeper. Well, you know, technically in this instance, I had actually already taken the hormone test because I had a feeling something was wrong. But <laughs> if I hadn't taken that, I could have just let it go and given up on that and I would have still been sick and I would have never gotten continued help and worked on these specific issues to help my body overall heal and so I trusted myself I kept moving forward even when it was hard you know I got out of that endocrinologist office and I just bawled my eyes out in the car that day because I knew something is wrong here and I'm just gonna keep going I trust myself I know better than anyone that something is up and I'm gonna keep going until I get the answer so when I looked at all of this and I summed up 2019 in one word, the word that I picked was intuition because I really feel that in 2019, I used my intuition so intensely, both from a health perspective, both from a business perspective and really going for what I wanted to do in my career and I just listened to myself. So for me, 2019 was summed up with intuition. So you are more than welcome to pause the podcast and do this 2019 work and then come back to us and move into 2020 with this next part, or you can just do it all after you listen to the podcast. 
but I really encourage you before you set your 2020 intentions to look back on 2019, recognize what you've been through, what you've accomplished, your wins, and recognize the things that were hard and the lessons that you learned and what ultimately you came out of 2019 knowing and feeling deep down and what you can take with you into 2020. So now as we enter 2020, the intention setting process that I did for 2020 was pretty simple. Again, I like to use the four categories of home and personal life, business, health, and mental health and personal development. So simply taking a piece of paper or opening up your notebook and doing some journaling around what you want to create and bring into your life in 2020. So it's kind of like goal setting, but not, it doesn't have to be like super, super specific goals. So I'll give you a little insight onto what I wrote. So first for home life, I just wrote that I want to have a more open and honest relationship with those close to me. And I want to make sure that I balance home and work life. Because of course, as a business owner who loves what she does, it can be really easy for me to just dive into work and not stop and not take breaks and not see my friends and things like that. So that is really important to me as we enter 2020 because I want to have fun and I know that having fun is going to help me grow my business more. So then moving into the business, I want to make $100,000 in my business by continuing to learn, serve my clients and grow. So this is, you know, the big goal is make $100,000, right? But really the way I'll be doing that is by continuing to learn my own self, continuing to serve others how they need to be served and how I can serve them and continuing to grow how I can in a personal um, way and from a business perspective. Then moving into health, my goal for health is to get my energy back and lower my anxiety to continue the path of discovery that I'm on. So I feel like I've already made a lot of progress in in my health and my goal for next year is really just to continue that and to continue getting answers and to ultimately feel better. So as you can see, some this is like not as super specific. I'm not saying like in by June, I want to be completely symptom free and blah, blah, blah. Like I'm not really sure how long this process is going to take and I'm not sure how exactly I'm going to feel when it's over, but I'm setting the intention that I want to get my energy back, I want to lower my anxiety levels, and I want to just continue the path of discovery. And then as far as mental health and personal development goes, I want to continue to commit to reading every day, to going to yoga three to four times a week, and growing my spiritual practice so that I can support my mental well-being because those practices in particular for me are really important to that. And then of course to just growing my spiritual practice however I see fit in the new year because I learn new things and circumstances change and sometimes you just need to like spruce things up a bit and you don't really know what that's going to look like at the beginning of the year like you don't know how you're going to feel in August you might want to change your morning routine you might want to do something a little bit different so you don't have to commit to like I'm gonna do this for the rest of my life or for the next 12 months for sure things change you don't know what's going to happen so it's more about intention setting and getting clear on what you want to bring into your life instead of setting super clean cut goals Now, as you'll see, I have one pretty clean cut goal in there, which is to, which is my financial goal to make $100,000. But these intentions are things that will take continual work and are things that I will just be learning and growing with throughout the year. So I'm, this makes me really excited for 2020. I am super, super pumped about it. 
Now, if you have any other specific goals or you maybe you do have a specific habit that you want to start, this is a great place to write those things down. You can break it up into these areas or you can just um, stream of consciousness or, or add it as like a separate area if you find that the goal doesn't fit into either of these four categories. But this is a great opportunity to get clear on what you want your year to look like and who you want to show up as as we enter the new year. And then once you've done that, set a clear intention for yourself. So while these are all intentions, now we want to kind of sum it up. My intention was to live fearlessly and trust myself. So in all of these things, right, that was kind of, this is kind of coming from last year, but I really want to continue to take risks, to be daring. And for me, living fearlessly, it really applies in my business and in my health and in my friendships as well, because in 2020, I want to be able to really trust myself and be at peace with the decisions that I'm making, even if they're scary but know that I am doing what I need to do. And so even when things get hard, even when things are scary and when things are good, I know that I am living fearlessly and I'm trusting myself and that I'm learning and as cheesy, you know, the cheesy thing, everything happens for a reason, but basically that. So that is sort of my intention and my affirmation or mantra based off of that is I am fearless and I am brilliant. And so that's something that I'm just going to say to myself in times of doubt or in times of success and when I want to get amped up and when I want to get excited and it's something I'm going to put above my desk so that I can look at it every day because I really just want to continue this year fearlessly. So that's kind of my word for 2019 is fearless. Oh my gosh, I mean 2020. (laughs) 2020, I want to be fearless. So I've set my intention. I'm feeling really excited for the new year. And I just feel so good. Now that I'm really clear on what I want to bring in, I can I can focus my attention on these things and I can take actions to make these things happen and to really bring these things to life. I can now get clear on what the action steps for those things will be. So I gave you a little bit more of an overview. I didn't go super in depth as to like how I'm going to grow the business and the new program specifically I'm launching and things like that. It's a secret but you'll find out soon. (laughs) But I am going to now go and think about those action steps. Think about my why for these goals. Why do I want to accomplish this? What does it mean for me? And so these are things you can now journal out as well. And then setting that intention for the new year and that affirmation for the new year. Hang it up somewhere, say it out loud, scream it to the rooftops, do what you need to do to really, really get it in your body feel it and embody it as we move into 2020 and something that I do as well. So I'll share something that's not necessarily related to the new year, but maybe to the new decade. (laughs) So something that I really want to do is buy this house that is on the street that I currently live and it's in foreclosure. I think it's in foreclosure. I don't know. It's like abandoned. And I think it's such a cute house. It's kind of, it's totally a fixer upper. It's not in great condition at all it would require a lot of work but I look at the house and I see so much potential and I see myself living there and it's not something that I can or even want to do right now because from a money perspective I have some other goals including like paying off my student loans and working towards that and a few other things as well like investing that I really want to do but buying this house Not to mention, I have no idea really how to get the house right now or like how much the house would cost. So like, but buying this house is something that in this new decade, because it's probably going to take longer than a year, I really want to do. 
And it's something I'm manifesting into my life as a longer term goal. I don't know what the timeline on this is going to be. Like I said, I doubt this is going to happen in the year because especially with those kind of things, they move really slowly. And I'm not sure that I'm quite ready to step into that yet, but I know that soon I will be. And so what I have as I manifest this is action steps, which include me, you know, building my business, making more money. Can you guys hear that train? (laughs) Building my business, making more money, being really focused and intentional about how I spend my money, how I use my money, how I invest my money and things like that. So financially I can be prepared, but then I also get fun with it. I have a list on my phone. That's all of the things that I want to have in my dream house. So maybe I will post a screenshot of all of the things that I want in my dream house um, on Instagram. Let me know if you want me to post that because it's so fun for me to look at. And so whenever I think of something new, And now keep in mind, this can be silly stuff. Like one of the things I have on there is like chic looking humidifiers and diffusers so that I can like have a really cute and comfortable and cozy and beautiful and clean looking house and still diffuse my essential oils and get my humidity levels up when I need to in the cold of winter. So (laughs) this is something just like silly and fun, but it's on this list and I can look at this list and if I see things, I can think, oh, I'm putting that on my my house list because I am manifesting this into my life. So not only am I visualizing it, I am imagining myself, I am planning for it, I'm really thinking of things that I'm going to bring in. I'm also taking the action steps required from the financial perspective, the business perspective, things like that. And of course, I'm going to look into who the heck owns this house, what's the process, things like that. Those are also action steps so that I can manifest this house into my life. And I'm speaking it out loud to you because I'm telling you the universe that I am so ready for this. I have a picture of it on my phone. I tell my whole family I am so excited and I am so ready. And so, like I said, this is not really a 2020 goal specifically. It's not something that I need to happen or even think is really going to happen in 2020, but it's a longer term thing. And it's an example of something that I am manifesting and that I am preparing to bring into my life. So any of these things that you've written down for 2020, or maybe you also have something that's a bit longer term for the decade, you can use these action steps as well to manifest them into your life. So I want you to think about the actual action steps you can take to prepare and execute that goal. And I want you to also think about the fun behind it. I want you to take some time after this podcast is over to do your journal exercises and then close your eyes. Just sit for a couple minutes and really imagine and visualize that goal. And then if you do have some things that you can write down or you do have a picture in your head that you can type up on your phone or write down in your notebook, Put that down on paper and don't be afraid to then share it with people. Just a couple people is fine, but sharing it makes it so much more real. But I want you to have that picture. I want you to have that image in your mind and I want you to find the fun in it and the excitement in that goal because that is what is going to make it happen. I am so excited for 2020. I'm so excited for this new decade. Oh my gosh. It's going to be freaking amazing. And I just want to say that If you're listening to this podcast, I am so proud of you. Thank you so much for being here with me. 2019 was a big year as well because this podcast was launched and I'm so excited for the new year and for all of the podcast episodes that are going to come, for all of the programs that Out2Be is going to be doing in the new year. And I just can't wait to continue working with you guys, talking with you guys over Instagram and newsletter and everything like that. And 
I just think that if you are here, you are already doing huge, huge things for yourself. And not only yourself, but your career as well. And I know you're going to go so, so far in the new year. And before we hop off, that does remind me that if you are prepping for 2020, which of course you are if you're listening to this episode, in your music business, then I actually have a freebie out with my friends and fellow music industry experts, Angela Mastro Giacomo and Brianna Rellis. We have partnered up for a three-part video series to help you step into your musicpreneur self for 2020. So what does that mean, you might ask? I really believe that if you are an artist, even if you have a team behind you, you really want to be entrepreneur-minded. You want to think of your music career as a business. Because it is, especially if you are doing this by yourself as a one-man team. If you are the one who is writing the music, organizing, recording it with a producer, who's planning your album and your press, and who's booking your shows and things like that. Your music career is a business. So Angela and Brianna and I have created a really quick, short, easy, but very, very valuable three-part series that will help you step into your musicpreneur self as we enter 2020. So this series will cover the basics of being a music entrepreneur, the fundamentals of really just getting your business side set up, which is super great to start the new year like that so you can get off on the right foot feeling really confident. You'll also learn from Angela about the networking aspect of being a music entrepreneur and how networking can really help further your career and get you new big opportunities in the new year. And then for me, we're talking all about the mindset of a successful musicpreneur because you guys know I'm all about mindset. So after you do your intentions for 2020, take it to another level by doing this three-part mini training. It's super easy to join and it's totally free. Just head to bit dot lee slash the elevated musicpreneur to sign up and the link is going to be in this description as well this is only available for a limited time the first week of january so be sure to sign up before it is gone but i know that between the exercise in this episode and between the elevated musicpreneur mini training you are going to soar in 2020 Be sure to screenshot this episode and share it on Instagram. Tag me and let me know what your intention for 2020 is. I really, really, really want to know what your intention is and what your big goal in your music career is for 2020. So be sure to message me on Instagram at Katie Zaccardi. I cannot wait to hear from you. And with that, I wish you a very, very happy new year. I will talk to you guys next week. (laughs) 